Heavenly Father, we do thank you that we can come together and call you Father and know that we are sons and daughters of the one who reigns supreme over all. Lord, we thank you that you are our Father and you show this in so many ways. You show it by adopting us through your Son, Jesus Christ, and then speaking to us through your word. Lord, we pray that we may have ears to listen this morning as we consider what your word has to say. Lord, we pray that we may make a right interpretation of your scriptures. We pray that you may be with me and keep me from speaking error. Lord, we pray that through hearing your word preached this morning, most of all, your son may be glorified. We pray this in his name. Amen. Well, I think at different times in our lives, we've all hungered for job security, that we want to know that our job is secure. I went through this experience, not when I became a pastor here, but when I was working part-time at Target going through university. When I was uh, at university, I worked at part-time at Target in the toy department, and it was a love-hate relationship that I had with Target. Um, one good thing that came out of it, of course, that many of you know, is that that's where I met my wife, Jill. Uh, she wasn't a customer. She was a fellow staff worker, and, uh, and so I met her through that. But one of the things that was a problem in the toy department is you'd get lots of shifts on the lead up to Christmas. But then after Christmas, they practically want you to work seven days a week, uh, nine, ten-hour days on the lead up to Christmas in the toy department. But then after Christmas... There was nothing, and you could go weekends without anything whatsoever because you were a casual. And so it was really difficult uh, for me at times. But after a few years of working there, they then offered, at my instigation, my push, that I could have a part-time job. I would no longer be casual, but I would be part-time. And I would be guaranteed, at a minimum, nine hours a week which was satisfying to me. I'd do five hours on Saturday, four hours on Sunday, and it would be satisfying to me that I could do that. And in Christmas period, then, of course, I would pick up some more and at different times through the year. I love that job security of knowing that, at a minimum, I had a certain amount of money coming into my bank account each week. And I'm sure for you, at different points in your life, you've worried about job security as well, that you've worried whether you would have a job in the future, that your job would fluctuate and you may lose your job or they would reduce your hours so that you didn't have those time, that time at work to make money. And this is kind of what we're going to be looking at this morning. We're going to be looking at the job security of Jesus Christ. We've been learning about Jesus Christ in his role as priest in Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7 is a difficult chapter of the Bible and we've been slowly working through it verse by verse and we've seen that Jesus is a greater high priest than any other high priest who has come before in the line of Levi. And there's been many reasons given to us how the priesthood of Melchizedek with Jesus as a priest in that order is far superior, far superior to the priesthood of Levi. But now we have to consider if Jesus is the great high priest, if he is superior to the priesthood of Levi, what certainty do we have that Jesus will remain high priest? If he is our high priest who intercedes between us and God, then what security do we have that Jesus will remain high priest 
forever that we can rely upon him in the future. Because of course he is the priest that we want. We've seen in the past that the priesthood of Levi is is not acceptable. And we saw that just last time I preached on this text in verse 18 of Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 18 it says, The former regulation about the priesthood of Levi is set aside because it was weak and useless. For the law made nothing perfect and a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. We want to draw near to God, it says there in verse 18. And we do that through Jesus Christ. But how do we know that Jesus Christ is going to remain priest forever? Well, that brings me to my first main point this morning. My first main point, if you want to follow my main points, they're printed on the back of the church bulletin. My first main point is that God has sworn an oath that Jesus is high priest. God has sworn an oath that Jesus is high priest. And we see that in verse 20. The verses that we're going to be looking at this morning are verse 20, 21 and 22 of Hebrews chapter 7, page 1188 of your Black Church Bibles, 1188. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 20, we see that the priesthood of Jesus is supported by an oath. Verse 20 reads, And it was not without an oath. Others became priests without any oath. But he became a priest with an oath when God said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. We know what oaths are, generally speaking. We do we take oaths at different points in our lives, and we take little oaths and we take big oaths. Uh, we often see oaths as being when we sign our name to things. That's a little oath that you are taking, a little mini oath, that this is who you are and Every time you sign, for example, a credit card uh, transaction, when they, although these days with PayWave you don't even have to do that, but in the past, for us oldies, the credit card statement would come out and you would have to sign that this is your credit card and you're taking a little oath. And if there is a question about that transaction in the future, your bank will ask you, is this your signature? Because you've taken an oath that that is you and you approve that you're going to buy this particular product. And then, of course, we take bigger oaths, like when you buy a house. You, that's a pretty big oath that you're making when you have this major contract before you and you sign your name, you are making an oath that you are going to purchase that piece of property. But it's interesting that when it came to the priests of Levi, God didn't make any oaths about them being his priests. Yes, he put into effect laws that the Levites would be his priests. And we've looked at that again and again about the different laws and the regulations that were made about the Levites being his priests. But basically, you could be a priest if you were the right descendant, so you were from the tribe of Levi, if you were the right age. Of course, if you're a Levitical baby, you're not allowed to be a priest. But if you were the right age, then it was okay. If you were the right gender, so of course you had to be male, and if you were the right level of health, if you had some sort of disorder, you could be removed, it could be prevented from becoming a priest. But if you ticked all those boxes, you could become a priest. There was no oath that was made about a particular individual that you would be a priest. And so the foundation of the Levitical priesthood was indeed the law. It wasn't an oath, as it says there in verse 20. Others became priests without any oath. But it's because of the regulations that God put into place. But with Jesus, God swore an oath 
that he would be priest. And this is what the author is trying to emphasize for us in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 20 and 21. It says, And it was not without an oath. Others became priests without any oath, but he became a priest with an oath. When God said to him, and then we have this quote from Psalm 110, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. God has sworn that Jesus is his priest. It is on the basis of an oath that he is priest. And so we can see that the Levitical priesthood is kind of like people will be employed in some ways in this world, won't they? You say, oh, yeah, you come work for me. Um, I'll find something for you to do. Just show up at this time and, and I'll pay you, let's say, 20 bucks an hour. And you just sort of, it's all these, I, I say a couple of laws basically as to what's going to happen. And you rock up and we might do it cash in hand to avoid tax. Um, but we, we just sort of, we, we don't really make it anything serious. It's kind of all off books and you just come work for me. And that's kind of what the Levitical priesthood was like. There are a few regulations in place, but it's more of a sort of a casual thing. In comparison to other jobs, some jobs are pretty serious and there are major contracts that are to be signed, not just by the employee but also by the employer. And they, they, there's a piece of paper that's drawn up where some jobs there's no paper involved whatsoever, there's no signatures involved. But in this case... For some people, we want that in writing. Like when I was at Target, I wanted it in writing that I would have my nine hours a week. I didn't want it to just be hearsay, oh yes, we'll give you nine hours a week from now on, Joel. I wanted it in writing. And that's what we have with Jesus' priesthood. It is a major job that he has been given to help people, to bring people near to God, as it says there in verse 18. That's what he does. He draws us near to God. And an oath has been made that he will be that priest. It's not just this casual arrangement. It's an oath is sworn. And so Jesus has great job security. He knows he will be priest because God has taken an oath. It's not a casual job that has been drawn up here. This is a serious job that he has taken on board and a serious oath has been made about him being priest. But how do you know that Jesus is definitely a priest, that he will be priest for forever, for an extended period of time? Because we know with some jobs that the job term is not definite. Well, it's, it's not indefinite. It's definite that the job term can expire. How long did God swear that Jesus would be priest for? And that brings me to my second main point this morning. God has sworn an oath, Jesus is high priest forever. God has sworn an oath that Jesus is high priest forever. And we see that in verse 21. But he became a priest with an oath when God said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. Jesus' role as priest goes on and on forever. It is set up indefinitely that the call to being a priest is indefinite for Jesus Christ. And so God has given an oath here that no employee, employer in this world 
can make in it doesn't matter how big their contract is for someone who is going to be employed by them because an employer can say yes we're going to give you an indefinite call you can be here at target work 9 hours a week for as long as you like yes they might be able to say that but they can't say you're going to be an employee of target forever because of course they don't know whether they will be solvent for <laughs> forever they don't know and of course they know that i'm not going to be around forever everybody has died at some point and they recognize that i will die at some point so there's an indefiniteness to the contract but not in the same extent with jesus christ he is priest forever so that means he will remain the employee of god forever he will remain that priest forever but can't god change his mind and get out of that oath that he has made so god has sworn an oath that jesus will be priest forever but can't he change his mind at some point and tear up the contract between him and jesus well that brings me to my third main point this morning god will not change his mind that jesus is high priest god will not change his mind that jesus is high priest and that's emphasized in the text as well we've seen that jesus is priest has great job security because of an oath we've seen that he has great job security because uh it is go it goes on forever that's a great job term but then we see that god cannot change his mind and we see that in verse 21 as well it says but he became a priest with an oath when god said to him the lord has sworn and will not change his mind it's spelled out for us isn't that interesting it doesn't just say that he has sworn an oath it adds in those words and he will not change his mind you are a priest forever because let's face it some employees can call you for an indefinite period say yes you're going to work for me but then they can change their mind and take you off the books after all now they have to have legal reasons to do that at times because otherwise you can sue for unfair dismissal and i actually experienced a bit of this the sad thing is but to my shame is once i became a permanent employee part-time permanent at target and i was no longer a casual my attitude towards managers changed and i no longer was as respectful as i was in the past because in the past if you showed great respect to the managers and you basically bowed the knee to everything they said then of course you would get the shifts wouldn't you you would get the employment but as soon as i knew that i had my 9 hours and i was quite content with my 9 hours i didn't really need anything further than that my attitude towards them changed somewhat and i remember one manager in particular saying to me joel watch out ever since you became part time you i can't remember her exact term that she used for me but she said but just you watch out you can go back to being a casual at any point and i was like oh I didn't realize that was a possibility but I was part of the union so I rang up the union and found out whether my contract could be changed at any time and I'd be put back to casual and they said no 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 it's never going to happen now I didn't go back to her and say I rang the union because I'd done that in the past and that seemed to make them angry uh and so I just kept it in the back of my head and knew that I had that job security that they could not change their mind and take me from being permanent part time back to being casual and this is what jesus has in his job security god has made an oath that he will be priest 
and he will not change his mind. God does not change his mind and the Old Testament supports this view about God. Numbers 23, that passage that we had read for us just a few minutes ago, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. Balak knew that God cannot change his mind. If God wants to do something, if he says he's going to do something, it happens. He fulfills what he plans to do. And another example is 1 Samuel 15 where Samuel says, He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. So how good is the job security of Jesus Christ as priest? It's very good. He's got it on oath. He's got it that it's forever. And he's got it from someone who does not change his mind. But do we have any sort of guarantee that God won't change his mind? Well, that brings me to my fourth main point this morning. God has a guarantee that Jesus is high priest. God has a guarantee that Jesus is high priest. Once God made an oath about Jesus being high priest, Jesus actually became a guarantee that he would be priest forever. And that's what verse 22 tells us. Verse 22 says, Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. Now what does this word guarantee mean here? Well, I think we know that in certain promises that we make, we need some sort of guarantee that we will fulfill on that promise. And so we, and another way you could translate this Greek word is that it's a security or a bond or a guarantor, it could be an actual person, that a promise will be honoured. And we see this in places where we make oaths and we recognise that our word is insufficient. And I've seen this even in my own life. When I got married, Jill and I looked around at renting for a bit and, uh, and then we decided, well, I actually had a little bit of a deposit from working as a podiatrist and we thought we'd buy a house. But I didn't have enough to make a deposit on a house at that stage. I don't think they were as lax in uh, letting people borrow money as they seem to be at times today. And so my parents actually went guarantor on our mortgage to buy a house. And so they put up a bond of their own home so that I would have sufficient uh, collateral, a bond, security, to be able to purchase a house. Now that's a very risky business to engage in is to be guarantor for somebody else. And I knew that it was very risky for my parents and so they basically put up a bond for a certain amount of money which would give us a deposit and then the rest we borrowed based on that uh, deposit that we basically borrowed. So you borrow a deposit to then borrow more. Um, and so I, uh, Jill and I realised what a risky business that was for them to be guarantor. And so we worked really hard for the first couple of years of marriage and spent very little so that we could pay back that amount for the deposit so that my parents would be able to get the deeds back for their home and so they could rest secure. But this is basically what God is saying about Jesus' job as priest, is that there is a guarantor in place to make sure that Jesus will remain high priest forever. 
God has sworn that Jesus is high priest and Jesus has become the guarantor of that. Just like my parents were the guarantor until that loan was paid off, Jesus guarantees that he will be priest forever. While there is a Jesus Christ, there is a guarantee that there is an acceptable priest before God. And that's what he's saying in verse 22. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. So does Jesus have great job security? Absolutely. We know he will be priest. Why? Because God has taken an oath. Because God has said he will be priest forever. Because God is a God who does not change his mind. And because, fourthly, we've seen that there's a guarantor in place to make sure that God will keep his word. It's amazing. That guarantor is the Son of God. Who has more pull with God to be able to make sure that he keeps his word than the Son of God? Jesus is there to make sure that God will keep his word about him being high priest forever. So Jesus is clearly, as we've seen again and again, a priest of a better covenant. He brings a better way of approaching God than the Levites could ever bring. We saw in verse 18, the former regulation is set aside because it was weak and useless. And we saw that the Levites were weak and useless at bringing you near to God. But now we see that Jesus Christ is the one who can bring us near to God and that means that he's part of a better covenant. And that's what it says there in verse 22. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. So if Jesus is then God's priest, then you had better have Jesus as your priest so that you can draw near to God. We all should be and generally want to draw near to God. But we have different priests in our lives by which we approach God. Maybe priests of other religions. It may be ourselves acting as priests. It may even be the Levitical priests. But they are weak and useless. They do not have the job security. You do not have the job security to act as your priest before God. You do not have God swearing an oath about you being priest forever and with, and with a great guarantor that you will be priest. You need Jesus Christ as your priest because he's the only one by which you can draw near to God. And there's no reason to not believe in Jesus as being the priest between you and God. After all, God has sworn an oath that Jesus is the great high priest by which you can draw near to God, by which you can enter into heaven and be with God forever. It's amazing that God would swear an oath, that God would say these things, because let's face it, if God says something, then we should just accept it because we know that God keeps his word. But in this particular case, he, he, I think he just knows our proneness to unbelief our weakness to disbelieve that Jesus is the best priest for us. And so in his condescension towards us, he says, he's my priest and I've taken an oath that he is my priest and I do not change my mind and he is priest forever and he is guarantee that he is priest forever. 
There is no reason for us not to believe that Jesus is the best priest. When we have the, from God an oath that he is priest. So if you're not a Christian, what are you waiting for? What more evidence do you need from God that Jesus is the priest for you? God has taken an oath that he is the best priest. What more do you want from him before you will repent of your sins and trust that Jesus Christ died for you? And if you are a Christian, do you sometimes doubt if Christ is the best possible way, that he is the best possible priest for you in your life? From time to time our faith is shown to be weak by the doubts that we have as we struggle with different sins, as we struggle with different sufferings that may come into our lives, as we consider different thoughts and ideas that come our way, and we wonder, is Jesus really the priest for us? What are we to do in such situations? Well, one of the things you can do is remind yourself exactly of what is said here in verses 21, 20, 21 and 22 that Jesus is the best high priest. He is a priest who has had an oath sworn by God, a God who will not change his mind, and he is a priest forever, and he is a guarantee that he will be priest forever. And when you remember such things, it reinforces your faith in Jesus as priest and chases doubts away. Who else are you going to turn to otherwise? When those doubts come along, ask where else would we go when Jesus is the one that God has sworn is his priest. So if you are a Christian, don't give way to doubts. Strengthen your faith by reminding yourself that Jesus is priest forever and that's on the basis of an oath. He has the most ironclad job contract ever known to man. Let's keep him as our priest, as God has kept him as his priest, and trust in him for the rest of our lives. Let us speak with our God now. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you have revealed in your word about your son Jesus Christ and his priesthood. Lord, we thank you that you have taken an oath that he is your priest. You have sworn an oath and you have declared that he is priest forever and you do not change your mind. And so Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant by which we can draw near to you. Lord, we pray for anyone in this room who is not drawing near to you through Jesus Christ. We pray that they may trust in Jesus this morning. May they turn from their sins and believe in him. And so, Lord, we pray that they may have eternal life and draw near to you for the rest of their lives because they have Jesus as priest. And Lord, we pray for us as Christians when we doubt, when we struggle in our faith about who Jesus Christ is and whether we are truly saved, Lord, we pray that we may remember that you have sworn an oath that he is priest forever. And may that comfort us and help us to go through whatever trials, tribulations, sufferings that we experience May we be able to continue to draw near to you through Jesus Christ as priest. And we pray this in his name. Amen.